chapter, Acts 19. We're going to read just one scripture, Acts 19 and 8. And while you're turning there, I want to, I know that they're out in class this morning, but I would highly commend our youth group at NYC this year that prayed so fervently and sought God. Amen. For a move of God in their life. And uh, wow, the altar call that was had on the last night was absolutely exceptional. Our young folks literally spent over an hour there in the altars weeping and praying and getting hold of God. Amen. I'm thankful today for our young folks. Amen. I, I said I'm thankful today for our young people that love the Lord. Amen. With all of their heart. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to say this before I get into the scripture. Hosea 4 and 6 says this. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Amen. Today, I wonder how many in here could say that I, I need a word from the Lord. I, I need some direction in Him. I need, I need a greater understanding of the Lord. Amen. Because if I... If I don't have that, amen, I'm lost. Praise God. But I've got to have knowledge from the Lord. And I believe today that God has a word for somebody today in this place. And as I begin to study and pray and seek the face of God, He began to speak to me some things that I was aware of, but He made them more clear and more plain to me than I've ever had in my life. Amen. We're going to go to Acts 19 verse 8. One scripture says this. And he went into the synagogue and he spake boldly for the space of three months. Disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. That one's short enough that if I can, I want to read it to our hearing again that we can fully comprehend it. And he went into the synagogue. This is Apostle Paul. And he spake boldly for the space of about three months. Disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. I want to teach today on this topic. Kingdom things. Amen. Kingdom things. This is an idea that the western world struggles with. Living in a republic democratic society we struggle with a monarchy and kingship and kingly things amen has anybody ever been overseas to where a king rules I have and it operates completely differently but I want to preach just for a little while on this concept kingdom things could we ask the Lord to bless this word God we love you today we praise you and we thank you Lord for the word of God for your presence which is so rich and real, God, which is so good today in the house. I pray, Lord, that you minister, that you keep your hand, God, in us, Lord, that you deliver to us today a word of truth, God, that we have not received before. We ask you to have your will and your way. God, help us to understand kingdom things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said amen. amen. Praise God. You can be seated today. Over 300 times in the word is the word kingdom mentioned in the word of God. 
And over 3,000 times are the words king and kingdoms spoken in the King James Version Bible. That's pretty powerful. I believe today that we can safely assume that these words are important and they have powerful meaning. But what all do they mean? The first time we find it written in Matthew chapter 3. Scripture tells us this. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Has anyone ever wondered about these scriptures? John the baptizer, he continued to preach. He said, I indeed baptize you with water and unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat under the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Now many times, amen, we leave that out in the second portion, but how many knows that he is a judge also besides being a king? Amen. So here we find that John the Baptist is proclaiming, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he, he is continually calling upon a nation to repent. And I love what Matthew brings in next. And it's this. After immediately that it speaks of, of, of their coming one after him that is able amen, to baptize with Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. Then he said, then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Amen. Now I want us to understand today. Amen. There was no uh, wonder about who scripture is speaking of or who it's designating to us as a king. John said, I have need to be baptized of thee. And he said, and thou comest to me. Amen. Why is it that you're coming to me? Amen. Because he knew who he was. Amen. He recognized who he was in all of his authority, in all of his power. He recognized that Jesus Christ was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. How many know that for a kingdom to exist, there must be a king? Without a kingdom or without a king, what would a kingdom be? If there's no king in place, amen, what would a kingdom be? Ecclesiastes 8 tells us this. The word of God tells us, I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment. In other words, you follow the word of the king. He said, be not hasty to go out of his sight. Now I could tell you today that if you... Uh, lived in a, a country of a monarchy that not only did you not leave his presence quickly, amen, but you would find that uh, when you retreated, uh, you didn't turn your back on the king. Amen. You literally backed up and you would bow 
before the king as you would exit. Now I'm going to tell us today, as Americans, we, we, we struggle with this, you know, because we're so independent minded. We've got our idea of how a country should be ran. And, and inside of us, you're going to find a little bit of a rebellious attitude that I won't bow before anybody that I don't want to bow before. But let me tell us today that we come inside of the church today knowing, amen, who it is that we're coming in here to worship. Amen. It's not Philip Cook. He's an old bag of bones. Amen. It's it's not Brother Moore behind me. Amen. He's like me. He's just a common man. Amen. It's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that we come inside of the house to worship. Amen. He is my. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let's study a little bit more about it. He said, where the word of the King is, he said, there is power. Let me tell us today that you might not recognize it today or, or today might be a day like any other day to you. But I want to tell you today that where the word of the king is, there's power. Amen. Again, not the word of old Philip Cook because he ain't a nobody. Amen. But it's the king that I serve and his word that I serve that is life changing. I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost in this place. I'll never forget, I, I, I was in service one, one year, many years ago, and I, I was struggling with a lot of things that were going on inside of Philip Cook. And I, I want to tell you today that a lot of times we want to put, amen, we, we want to internalize the outward pressure and we want to make it uh, uh, all about us. But let me tell us today, amen, that, that some of the struggles that I have, amen, are just with me. My ideas, my, my thought process, uh, where I'm going, how I'm behaving, what I'm doing, how I'm comprehending it. It's all got everything to do with me. And I, I know today that we want to look at somebody else and, and say this one uh, has impacted me in this way and this one has done this. Amen. But let me tell you, amen, when it comes down to living for God, amen, the Bible said choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Amen. I can't decide for you for you to live for God. I can't decide for you to worship the Lord, your husband or your spouse, no matter how badly they want you to live for God. They can't make up in your mind. You've got to make up in your mind that you're going to love God and live for Him with all of your heart. Amen. But I'll never forget, I was in a church service years ago and I was going through some things in my life. And I'll never forget there was a little old man got up in front of us that night and to look at, you would have never thought him to be very much. In my carnal mind that night, I thought, what in the world does he have today that, that would affect me? And I, I, I've got issues, and I've got problems, and I've got things, and I, I'm trying to figure everything out, and I'm trying to figure Philip Cook out. And I'll never forget that that little older gentleman got the word of God, and he began to preach Amen. One of the most powerful messages that I've ever heard in my life called the making of a man. And I'll never forget that it changed my life and it changed my trajectory. I want to tell somebody today that a simple word can change everything about you. 
Oh, today, if I could get you on board, I want you to know today that a simple word, amen, will change your entire life. A, a simple word will change everything about you. It, it'll change where, you, where you're going. It, it'll change your ideas. It'll change the way you act. It'll change the way you live. Just a truth to be had. Amen. Just a, a word of revelation can absolutely wreck your life in a good way. Amen. Wreck your life in a good way. Amen. Where the word of a king is, there's power. Well, what king is in this place? And how is he today in the house? Revelation 17 and 14 says this. Amen. John the Revelator said, And I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful, and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Amen. Now you can look that up, and that word spoken there is Logos. Amen. It is the Word of God. He is Logos. In the beginning, amen, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen. In the beginning there was darkness and God spoke into that darkness. He said, let there be light. Amen. We find it written in the word of God. Amen. That one began to describe the one that spoke into the existence in the beginning. And he said this, in the beginning was the word. Amen. Logos. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. So let me tell us today that whether you realize it or not, amen, the kingdom of God is made manifest today in the house of God. You can sit in your pew today. You can sit down on no brother cook and you can say, I got troubles in my life and I've got issues in my life and I'm tired and it's dreary out there. But let me tell you whether you realize it or not, this is the divine hour of visitation that the Lord is in the house and the word of God is operating and God is speaking to souls and the minds and the heart. Oh, I've come today to tell somebody your change, your life, your experience expectancy everything can be changed with a simple word from God if you could grasp the concept of understanding the word of God what it can do in our lives what it can change I mean what it can resurrect what it can produce I mean where the word of the king is there's power he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he did judge and make war and he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings lord of lords king of kings lord of lords amen for us to understand kingdom things Amen. We've got to understand some things about who the king is. You're never going to get excited about kingdom things if you don't understand who the king is. Amen. The king will change your life. The king can heal your body. The king can resurrect the dead. The king can change everything about you with a simple word. Why? Because where the word of a king is... 
There is power. Amen. Do you know today that we all exist? We all draw breath? Amen. Because there's the King of kings and Lord of lords that has given us breath in our body. Amen. And by a simple command, amen, our breath would shut off and we would have no more breath. Amen. Did, did you know today that it was the decision of God, amen, to keep your heart beating, amen, today that he chose, amen, that you would continue to live? Amen. Let me tell us today, this is powerful. When you realize who it is that you serve and you realize who it is, amen, that I was brought into and you realize, amen, where God has brought me from and what he's bringing me, I want to tell you today that it will absolutely change everything about you. Amen. Now it won't change you very much. Amen. If your mind right now is on Facebook or Instagram or balancing your checkbook or, or the problems outside of these doors. But today if you're willing to take a moment with your mind and say, God, I've got a word in this house and I'm not leaving here until that word is spoken into my life. Oh, I'm preaching today to somebody and I'm telling you that your answer is in the word. It will change you. It'll, it'll resurrect you. It will, it will do everything in your life that you could never imagine that it could do. I mean, simply by the word. I, I've spoke many times of the miracles that I've seen. And uh, as I said, amen, this is just what you have to do with a pastor that's pastored a few years. You've got to hear his stories over and over again. Amen. I've seen a man. I've seen a man one time that got up out of a wheelchair with a section of his spine missing. How? That's not possible because God said it. I, I, I saw, I saw a person's house described, amen, to a T, by a man of God, amen, that that described to them what their house looked like. A, a widow. And he said, this is what your house looked like. And he described it. And, and he said, you're going to bed at night and you're afraid and you're, you're worried. You, 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 uh, you're, you're suffering fear uh, attacks in the middle of the night. And he said, and one of the reasons is, he said, you've been hearing a, que a squeaking in the board down the hallway. And he said, I'm here to tell you that God sent me here to tell you that that's your angel walking the hallway. Amen. And you don't need to worry from this point on. Just a simple word from a man of God that came from God above changed her life forevermore. And she never went to bed afraid anymore knowing, amen, that I've got angels walking the hallway. I want to tell you that whether you realize it or not today, there's angels today in the house. I said there's angels today in the house. Whether you realize it or not, amen, they're here desiring to look in on uh, what you've got hold of. And I'm here to tell somebody that your change, uh, that your resurrection, uh, that your life fix uh, is made available according to the word of God. Uh, let me give somebody a word. The devil's a liar. The devil's a rotten, dirty, filthy liar. And the word of God is powerful and sharp. Uh, and it will change you. But it won't if you don't want it to. It won't change one thing about you if you don't want it to. You'll remain in your situation. You'll remain in your hurt. You'll remain in your wounds. You'll remain in your sickness. You'll remain in your lost condition. 
Because you will it to be so. Amen. I'm preaching today. Let me talk to us about kingdom things. Matthew 4 tells that Jesus was led up of the spirit. Where he was tempted of the devil. Luke 4 and 14 tells us. That Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. Amen. And scripture records that from that time. Jesus began to preach and to say. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm going to fill everybody in with a little bit of information that you might not, uh, 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 you might wonder about. They asked Jesus one time, they said, who do you, uh, who do men say that I am? And he said, some say, he said that you're John the Baptist. Some say that you're Elijah. Well, let me tell us today that if you would have understanding, you know, the Bible says, get you understanding. John the Baptist preached the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everywhere he went, he preached the kingdom of heaven was at hand, but he was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He was the one that was sent to clear the way for the Messiah. When John the Baptist was locked up into prison, amen, Jesus went into the mount for 40 days and he fasted. And when he came out in four, after 40 days, he came out in demonstration and power. And the word said from that moment, amen, that Jesus began to proclaim the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So John the Baptist disappeared and Jesus the Messiah appeared. And when they asked him, who do men say that you are? Amen. He said, who do men say that I am? He said, some say that you're John the Baptist. Why? Because John the Baptist disappeared and Jesus seemed to appear out of nowhere proclaiming the same message. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me talk to us today about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. What that means is this. The kingdom of heaven has come down. The kingdom of heaven was literally manifest in the world. Amen. The kingdom of heaven was made physical. Amen. He gave to us in that physical sense the Beatitudes. He told us that we are the salt of the earth. He taught us to love our brother. He taught us about overcoming temptation. He taught us to forgive our brother till 70 times 7. He taught us to love our enemies. He taught them to bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use. Let me tell us, uh, oh my, Amen. you've got to understand kingdom, con- kingdom concept before you begin to work in kingdom attributes. Woo! Amen. You're wondering why is it that that individual walking away blind or that individual is walking away and they haven't gotten what they've got from God. Let me tell you, you need to get into the kingdom of God and operate on kingdom concepts and understand. Amen. There's a rule book to this thing. And if you'll follow the rules, there won't be any nuts and bolts left and your tire won't fall off later. Jesus spoke kingdom concepts to them before they could ever grasp anything else about the kingdom. Today I want you to understand, amen, that for you to come into the kingdom, you've got to understand some things about the concepts of the kingdom. The rules of the kingdom, the diagram of the kingdom, the understanding of the kingdom. Amen, I I, I heard this past week in a recording, there was an individual that was asked, he said, why is it that me being a good man... And you being less good than me, when we would go to heaven, 
or, or when we would die, why is it that you say you would go to heaven and I wouldn't? And, and the man told him, he said, it is not about how good you are. He said, it's about who you know. And he said this, how about, he said, you go to the richest house in your village. You knock on the door and you say, let me tell you who I am. I'm a great guy. You need to let me come live with you. I'm a great guy. You ought to, you ought to just invite me in and make me supper and provide for me the rest of your life. Amen. He said, my bet is you would never be led into that house. He said, but if you were a relative, he said, then you would be made welcome. In other words, it's not just what you do, it's who you know. And let me tell us today, amen, when you know the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you wonder, oh my Lord, and you understand kingdom concept, and you understand he wants to drag you out of a life of sin and give you a life of hope. Hallelujah. Kingdom things. Kingdom things. We talk very little about the kingdom concepts. Amen. Amen. The king, he said this, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said that you may be children of your father, which is in heaven. In other words, without repentance, you cannot be children of your father. He was teaching them kingdom principles and kingdom things before they begin to operate in kingdom power. Mark 1 tells us this, Now after John was put into prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The Bible said immediately there met him in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. Jesus rebuked that spirit and he delivered him. It's nothing new. We're familiar with that. I mean, we can digest that. Simon Peter, her mother lay, his mother lay sick amen, of a fever and he took her by the hand and he lifted her up and immediately the fever left her and she ministered Unto them. Now I, I want to preach here for a moment. Amen. I want to tell you that when God touches you, He never does it. Amen. That nothing would happen in your life. Amen. When you are touched from the Lord, when you are changed, when you're resurrected, when you come to a place of salvation in your life, Brother Bogle, when God saved you, He didn't save you to walk in, sit down on a pew the rest of your life and never do nothing for Him. He saved you that you would serve. Amen. He saved and He healed Peter's mother-in-law that I believe was sick unto death. Why? So that she could get to servant. Let me tell us some today. Amen. A lot of us are looking for people to serve us. We're looking for people to cater us. We're looking for people to care for us. We're looking for people to pat us on the back. We're looking for somebody to bring us in. Let me tell you this. God saved you to serve somebody. God saved, oh my, God saved you to minister to somebody. God saved you to go, oh, go lay hands on somebody. God saved you to change the life and the mind and the heart of people. Amen. When God filled you with the Holy Ghost and brought you into the kingdom, he called you into that place to affect the kingdom. Right. Hallelujah. You see, if we're not careful, amen, we'll acclimate everything to church. My church. My church house. Those on the other end of town, they, they go to the lighthouse. Amen. They'll say, that's the best church in the world. That's all right. I get it. 
I mean, those on the east end, they'll say, I'm from, uh, I'm from Lone Star. It's the best church in the world. Some from the south end of town will say, I'm from Truth Apostolic Church. Some will say, I'm from Praise Temple. And I get that. But I want to tell us today, if a church is preaching truth, if a church is ministering truth, if a church is preaching holiness, if a church is preaching righteousness, then I want you to know that all we are is part of a bigger church. And that bigger church is all my. It's the body of Christ. It's the assembly. Oh, listen. Quit worrying about whose church you belong to. And start worrying about what kingdom you belong to. What kingdom is it that you're part of? What kingdom is it that you're going to make a difference in? What people's lives is it that you're going to change? What is God going to use you for? And how is he going to use you? Hallelujah. There came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him, saying, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand, and the leprosy departed, and he was cleansed. What am I talking about? I'm talking about kingdom things. Jesus healed, healed the paralytic. He, he calmed the sea. He walked on the water. He delivered the Gadarene from a legion of devils. He healed Jairus' daughter. He touched the woman with an issue of blood. And proof positive that the kingdom, the king of heaven, amen, was among them. He was showing them that the king was there. The king was there. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen. You know, we, we have gotten into this area here that, that we can... We can put this into 10,000 worlds and uh, words and, and make it into a, 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 a million long uh, a, a syllable telegraph to the Lord about amen, who he is. Let me tell us this. I love loving the Lord and I love praising God and I love magnifying the Lord. Amen. But let me tell us this. Amen. When you magnify God and you glorify God and you exalt God and you give Him praise and honor for who He is and what He's done and who He's become in your life and what He's accomplished. Amen. It's time to move into the next area of prayer. Let me, let me preach to some. If you're not careful, amen, you will expend yourself in praise and recognizing who God is Amen. Without getting to the next portion of prayer. And then the next thing you know, you prayed yourself out. And there ain't much left of you. And you've got to regain your composure and go on. But let me tell you, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen. Thy... Oh, listen, I know today. Amen. That's powerful. That's real. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning, the end. He's the first and the last. We could go on and on. But then we find something that God told his disciples to begin to pray. He said, thy kingdom come. Uh, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is not some beggar's prayer. It is not some namby-pamby prayer. Amen. Let, let me tell us today. Amen. God didn't birth you to make you a beggar. God birthed you to put you in the kingdom, to speak kingdom things, to operate in kingdom manner, to operate in kingdom authority, to operate according to the word of God. He didn't put you to here to be a beggar. You're not a beggar. 
Do you hear me today? You're not a beggar. Amen. I'm going to tell you, there's times in our life that we do. Amen. We petition God. Oh, God, I've got to have you move in my life and change my situation. Amen. But let me tell us this. Out of after, after that portion of prayer, it's time to move into power. It's time to get into the authority of God. It's, oh, it's time that the presence of God and the kingdom of God is manifested in you and you begin to preach and speak things hallelujah and if we can understand this it will change your life you'll you'll quit living a life of being the tail instead of the head of being the head instead of the tail you better wish y'all know me I'll jumble word up in a minute if we're not careful we will find ourselves on the beggar side of understanding who we are. Brother Walden, I want you to know that God didn't fill me and you with the Holy Ghost to never change anybody's life. He didn't fill us with the Holy Ghost to sit here amen, in our state of aggravation and our state of hurt and, and, and our state of wondering is God God and does he really move and does he really operate like according to scripture let me tell you about it God doesn't change his word don't change the authority of God doesn't change if it says it it's true it's the same yesterday today and forever let me tell us today holiness amen it don't change you gotta love God and you gotta love according to the word of God and you gotta live it you gotta follow the directions of God and you gotta follow the instruction booklet and know this that if I'm going to operate in kingdom things I've got to understand I'm part of the kingdom Amen. let me let me let me give us some revelation today I, I hope we're learning today in the name of Jesus Paul said this he said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection And the fellowship of his suffering. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. Now let me tell us today. If you look at this. Amen. In chronological order. Amen. Or if you look at this out of that order. You would believe today. That he is saying Lord I. I want to know you when we're taken up out of this world. And when we, we are transformed from this place to glory and and there's a manifestation of God in my life and he brings me to that place and I believe, amen, that he's partly saying that. But I want you to understand what he's saying. He said that I may know him, amen, in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Now God didn't is not going to resurrect us to make us suffer. You hear what I'm saying? When you are raptured out of this world, every blinded eye will be opened. Every deaf, oh my, every deaf and ear will be, will, will be made to hear. Every lame man will be made to walk. Every infirmity in our, life, in our life will be changed. Did you know that when the children of Israel walked out of Egypt, there was no lame or blind or halt? There was not a single individual that was sick. How is that among two and a half million people? And that's the number supposed by many theologians. How is it that two and a half million people made it out? Amen. All feeling well. Amen. All feeling well. Amen. I've pastored for a lot of years. We do good not to have 20 a week not sick. We're sick enough to go to church. 
I'll leave that right there. Everybody's okay enough to go to Walmart. Okay enough to go eat. Boy, I need to quit messing them. Sure enough, make some enemies in this place. Blah, blah, blah. I get it out. He said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. This is not the beggar's prayer. This is a powerful prayer. It is a forceful prayer. And it is a prayer calling God's attention to something happening. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Let me tell us today that if you would understand for a moment who you are. If you would understand your birthright. It will change everything about you. Today, if you could understand today that you're just not part of 725 West Knoll Avenue. You're, you're not just part of an assembly here, amen, with a beautiful facility. You're part of the kingdom of heaven, amen, where the power of God is made manifest and people get their healing and people are resurrected and people are saved and people are translated, amen. How? Because of the kingdom. This is kingdom. Amen. March 16 says this. After the resurrection of Christ, Jesus drew his disciples in and he told them, he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is our job. Amen. Any preachers in the house? Every hand ought to be raised. Yeah, if you know the gospel, you need to preach the gospel to somebody. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. I don't know about you, but I take that to mean that if you believe, you're going to be baptized. Amen? We know that we are saved through baptism because that's what the word tells us. Amen? That don't change. You've got to be buried in the name of Jesus. You've got to have his name in your life. And then he goes on to say this. And these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs, shall, are they just signs? They're a sign of who you are. They're a sign of what kingdom you belong to. It said, in my name shall they cast out devils. In my name, they're going to cast out devils. Let me, let me tell the church this today. Whether you realize it or not, you're at enmity with the devil. Sister Coakley, he knows who you are. And he despises your character. He hates you. He hates everything about you. He despises your life. And he's at war with you. That's what the enemy of your soul wants to do is to destroy a child of God. Amen. Now let me tell us this. If you have lived for God for any amount of time, you have run across someone that is influenced by the Spirit. I'm not talking about the Holy Ghost. Amen. Brother Forbes, I, I've run across people before. 
I'll, I'll never forget Brother Chris had called me on a job many years ago. And he said, Dad, he said, I don't know why in the world I'm having trouble on this job. He said, you, you, I don't know what it is. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe they need somebody older on the job. Chris was much younger at that time. And Brother Chris, and, and, and I'll never forget, I walked in that job and opened the door. I mean, Brother Chris was there working with the lady. And when I walked through the door, that woman looked at me. And she screamed out. She said, I know you. I said, well, I know you too. <laughs> she knew who I was. She didn't know me because I had a suit and a tie on that day. She didn't recognize me because I had patent leather shoes on that day. I didn't have a Bible tucked under my arm. And I wasn't preaching the gospel of Christ. But she recognized something on the inside of me that was in opposition to the kingdom she belonged to. And immediately she went to war with me. Let me tell you this, that whether you realize it or not, the kingdom of the enemy is at war with your king. And if he's at war with your king, he's at war with you. My Lord, I'm preaching to somebody in the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you, some of you are wondering why in the world is your name drug up? Why in the world am I going through the why in the world am I being pressed and pushed and besieged? Let me tell you about it because the enemy of your soul recognizes on the inside of you that you've got something that's life-changing and you belong to the kingdom of God. And when you get that thing operating that's on the inside of you, it'll lose people and set them free. Oh, listen to me today. There's legions out there that need to be cast out of people. And when we begin to realize who we are and what our calling is, uh, it'll change you. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. We were in a prison ministry not long ago. And I'll never forget we uh, were praying with a lady and the men. How it operates in that prison is the men can't touch the women. So the men have to handle the service and stand behind their wives and pray behind their wives. And we watched as one after another these women come up and they're being prayed for, prayed for by people. And I'm believing today that revival is going to continue in these prisons. Amen. I'm speaking it by faith knowing that God is able. But I watched inside of these prisons as we begin to maneuver and operate. And sure enough, when you get into prisons, you find people that are bound they ain't a little bound. I'm talking about these folks here. They've done something to get to where they are. And they're bound. They're locked up tight inside of a prison that would lock their soul up. Not just their physical body, but it would lock their soul up. I mean, I remember as those ladies began to come forth. I mean, some weren't bound like that, but some just simply gave their life to the Lord and were filled with the Holy Ghost. But there was one in particular, Sister Stacy, I mean, that was bound and she was locked up inside of a prison. And, and we began to pray with her and God began to move and God began to direct. And the 
Holy Ghost begin to move and we begin to bind and rebuke and command and all of a sudden amen at the stroke of the moment that we had to release the service amen oh listen to me the word was put forth and the individuals lay in their hand and they scream I'm free and God loosed them and he filled them with the Holy Ghost why by the power the liberating power of the word of God let me tell you something the devil's a liar the devil's a wrecker the devil wants to demolish you the devil wants to bind you the devil wants to displace you today if your eyes could be opened you could recognize that he wants to wreck your life and he'll use every tool in his arsenal that he can to wreck you amen if you ain't careful he'll use your family to wreck you Ah, don't tell me he won't he will amen that old enemy of your soul let me tell you he'll wreck you he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved he that believeth not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils everybody say kingdom authority when you're brought into the kingdom of God, let me tell you something. You, you have kingdom authority. I'm, I'm hurrying today to get done. Amen. Let me tell you, you don't have to run out the door when somebody's being delivered of a devil. You hear what I'm saying? If you got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, shame on you if you run away. You ought to lift your hands. You ought to speak by the authority and the power of God. As a matter of fact, you need to try those. Try them, try them, try them. When they start speaking negative things and commanding negative things, you need to try their spirit and tell them you can be loose in the name of Jesus. If you want to be loosed, I'm telling you, you've got kingdom authority. You do. You do, you do. My dad spent years trying to pound this into my head, Mom. Amen, and he was right. And happy birthday, by the way. Hallelujah. I was going to get you before service, but we got busy. I'll get with you after. Hallelujah. Y'all forgive me. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. He said, they shall speak. With new tongues. Did you know that they heard them speaking. To me. Parliums. Parthians. Elamites. Mesopotamians. Dwellers of Mesopotamia. The uttermost parts of the earth. Everyone. They, they, they wasn't speaking in a new tongue. That was out there. Do you hear what I'm saying? At least many of them weren't. But brother Kevin. It was a new tongue to them. It was a new tongue to them. Let me tell us today. I heard a great man of God. And I stand in complete agreement. There's three types of tongues. Amen. There's tongues of prayer. He said. Paul said. I pray in tongues more than you all. We find it written in the word of God. That we pray in tongues. Amen. There's tongues and interpretation. Amen. We find that written in the word of God. That this gift of the spirit. We see it operated in here. Let me tell everyone. You better not doubt what's going on. When, when that's happening. Because I'm telling you. God is speaking. And God is ministering. And God is trying to make a point. God is trying to call people. He's trying to, to do his work. Let me tell you something. Don't ever diminish a gift of God. You hear what I'm saying? Let me tell us this. New tongues are when you get the Holy Ghost. And you speak in a language you didn't know. Well, you know, they just did that on the day of Pentecost. Oh, no. Oh, no, they didn't. 
Oh, no, they didn't. Hey, Amen. You can go to the house of Cornelius when they prayed for them. You know what happened to them? The Bible said while Peter yet preached the word, what happened? The Holy Ghost moved in the midst and they began to speak in tongues. And Peter said, can any man here deny these being baptized? Seeing that, we, that they have received the Holy Ghost. Seeing that they have received it. Seeing that they have received it. Can you get it in any other way? No, you can't. Is it all right? No, you can't. Come on, we're apostolic. We're Pentecost. Amen. Let me tell us this today so that there be no mistake. Amen. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Amen. Of the water of the Spirit, you've got to be born again. You read John, the third chapter, and you're going to find out, amen, that, that uh, the Spirit bloweth where it listeth. In other words, the Spirit goes where it wants to go. He said, the wind bloweth where it listeth. And he said, the Spirit is the same way. He said, you can't tell whether it comes or whether it goes. You don't understand where it's going to or coming from. All that you understand is it makes a sound. And then he said, so does everyone that is born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, and praise the Lord. When you're birthed into the Spirit of God... Oh, hallelujah. I'm finishing up when you're birthed into the Spirit of Christ. Amen. Let me tell you, as with any birth, there is water, there is blood, and there is sound. If you've ever walked into a delivery room, let me tell you, as you've looked at a child, there is blood, there is water, and there is sound. And when that baby comes forth and that baby begins to cry, Oh, amen, let me tell you, you'll go, Oh, thank God, the baby's alive. Let me tell us when somebody receives the Holy Ghost, amen, they'll begin to speak in tongues and you can say, Thank God, the baby's alive. Thank God, there's new birth. Thank God the blood has covered. Thank God they've been washed in the blood, cleansed by the water. They shall speak with new tongues. He said, in my name they're going to cast out devils. That's kingdom authority. They shall speak with new tongues. That's kingdom language. They shall take up serpents, and if they shall... Drink any deadly things that shall not hurt them. Amen. Let me, let me tell us this today. Amen. There's a world of backwoods people that have got this thing mixed up. Amen. That want to go grab a rattlesnake or a copperhead and play with it and dance with it. Amen. Let me tell you today, them people are crazy. <laughs> They're crazy. And let me tell you this. They don't have wisdom. Is that all right? They don't have understanding. He said, get you wisdom, get you understanding. What we're understanding is God gives you divine protection in your life. Now let me tell us this. <coughs> when your time comes, your time's going to come. Every man is appointed once to die and then the judgment. Every one of us have got an appointment with the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost. Every man has that time. But you're not going to leave here until God makes you. Until God gets hold of you. Until God displaces you. Let me tell us this today in this. Amen. These crazy people will get these things. Now they're being killed. We're seeing that those that even had telephones, uh, uh, telephone, television shows. Amen. Some of them have wound up dying over the past 
several years, amen, not far from La Follette, Tennessee, amen. And I'm talking about people that baptized in Jesus' name, people that believed in receiving the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues, and these people are one God people. Boy, what a testimony to our culture, huh? Amen. Let me tell us this today. He's saying this, Brother Mason, God has put divine protection in our life. And how many times, how many times would God have taken us out of this world? But God looked down and he said, I'm going to save him. I'm going to spare him. I'm going to move on his behalf. I'm going to minister in his life. How many times, amen, could, could we have been taken out of this world? But God, in his goodness and his mercy, has moved in our life. Let me tell you, until you accomplish God's purpose in your life, you're not going nowhere. Do you hear what I'm saying? Everybody say, kingdom protection. What does that mean? You'll find in the word of God that Apostle Paul was beaten and whipped one time. And he took it. And then when it was all over, he said, are you going to whip us? Without trying us. And they said what are you talking about. And he said we are Roman citizens. Uh oh. We understand now we're in trouble. We've done whipped the wrong guy. There's a lot of people that have whipped the wrong guy. Uh My God. Let me tell you this today. When you are in the kingdom and you belong to the king, you are under kingdom protection, amen, by the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And if you think Caesar can protect somebody, amen, you watch the hand of God move in the life of somebody and save them and heal them and bless them and spare them. Kingdom protection. He said, if they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Everybody say kingdom principles. Now let me tell us this. and I Stand with me. I'm not closing. I'm just going to make everybody feel better. I hope you feel the Holy Ghost like I do. Second Corinthians 5 says this. Therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are made new now because of my new birth experience I belong to a different kingdom when I lived in sin I did what my daddy did and I'm not speaking of carnal I'm speaking of spiritual when I lived a carnal life when I did carnal things I was doing what a carnal daddy. He said that they're sons of, of Satan is what he said in the word of God. Amen. But now through the new birth experience. Now I've received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now I'm not like I was brother Jim. I don't do what I used to do. I don't go to that place anymore. I don't do those things. And I don't even want to go there anymore. Why? Because I belong to another kingdom that's not of this world. It's a kingdom better than anything this old world has got. This kingdom of God. 
verse 20 says this. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead. In other words, this, that when I say to somebody, would you come? Would you come to an altar and pray? Would you come and give your life to the Lord? Scripture is saying that I am saying that in God's stead. And when you hear me give an altar call, let me tell you, you might think that Brother Cook is given an altar call. But I have been designated by my Father in that kingdom to make a call on Him. And to say, would you come? Would you come? Would you come? I believe on that day that the Lord will look at some that will say, Lord, I, I didn't hear you. He's going to say, I spoke to you. By the word of the mouth of the preacher, I spoke to you and I beckoned you. Would you come? Would you come? That is the voice of the ambassador for Christ. Amen. When we give our life to the Lord, when we're born of the Spirit, we become part of a kingdom much greater than us. I'm part of a kingdom where there are saints that are dead and gone on. Bible said that they are heavenly entities watching amen to see what we will do amen I have a heavenly host of people that are that are calling me to make it and I would ask you today how can I be an ambassador for a kingdom that I'm not a part of how I want you to hear the words of Acts 1 and 3 I'm going to read these quickly Jesus showed himself alive by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom. Pertaining to the kingdom. Acts 19 and verse 8, Paul went, to, went boldly into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Everybody say the kingdom. He said, things concerning the kingdom. Acts 20 and 25, Paul told the Ephesians, I have preached the kingdom of God to you. Acts 28, while Paul was in Rome, he testified and expounded the kingdom of God. Church, we're not only part of the church at 725 West Knoll Avenue. We're not only part of the church on the west end of town. We're not only Praise Temple Apostolic Church. We're part of the kingdom of God. I'm going to end this with this and tell us all that if you'd like to pray. Romans 14 and 17 says this. For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. But righteousness and peace. And joy in the Holy Ghost. I want you to know in this world there's no one that can affect what God has given me in those kingdom principles. Not a person. I may hurt. I may have heartaches. I may have troubles. I may have strife. But let me tell you something. I'll always rejoice in the Lord, Brother Walden, because I've got it in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. As they begin to play, play I wonder would someone today just love to come just kneel at the altar?
stand around the front area and take a moment and just say, Lord, I need more of you. I need more of you. I need your spirit. I need your word. I need that anointing to fall again in me. New way. I need the living God to move. Lord, in my behalf. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Brother Kevin.